Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate your time, as always. As Tony and I talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week on the podcast, end-of-year planning tasks. It might be a little bit late in the season for some of these, but these could also be some items to look at at the beginning of 2021 or as we get into that. And, of course, yay. 2021 is almost here, so excitement there as well. But uh, let's say hey to Tony first before we get into this topic. And what's going on, my friend? How are you? You know, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in. Uh, weather's good here in this part of this of the state. In fact, it's actually 60s. But uh, nice winter weather's around the corner for us. So this weekend is supposed to be, uh, you know, quite snowy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we are into December. This will be our December 10th edition of the podcast. And so, yeah, as we've shared before, I'm down in North Carolina. You're in, uh, you're there in Iowa. And it was 23 yesterday morning. So it's pretty chilly for us uh, to be wow. that cold down here. But yeah, we're going to be, I think, 70 tomorrow or uh, something like that at the time we're taping this. So can't complain too much. I'll take it. We don't typically, we had, we actually had a couple of flurries when it was 23, just a few, literally just saw mm-hmm. a couple flurries, but that was it. Um, so we don't typically get a whole lot, but when we do, everybody loses their mind. So I bet uh-huh, no, for sure. Well, let's talk about these end of year planning tasks, Tony. That uh, I mentioned earlier. I got a couple of items here. Again, some of these may or may not be too late. I'll let you tell us. But maybe these are things we can also think about as the new year rolls on to us here. So let's start with again, if you can, and if you're still working, depending on what's happened, obviously with Corona and so on and so forth, and your job situation. But should we be maxing out retirement contributions if possible? I think you can, and this has always been my favorite number one every year. You know, go to for tax advice, okay. and, and of course, you know, saving for retirement. So I'm putting on back on my my tax hat here in this podcast a little bit because you know with the retirement plan contributions, whether you've got a 401k or you're just in a Roth on your own or a, or a traditional on your own. It's still one of the best deals around, especially for when you couple, if you're going to do something on a tax deferred basis, you've got a great tax deduction. So you're, you, you feel like you're saving taxes, you're saving for retirement, which you need to be doing anyway. So yes, if, if you can, and you've got a, a 401k at work, I would try to stuff as much in as you can. Obviously, we've only got a month left. So and that's usually you, payroll based, right, Tony? So you would probably need to notify or do whatever yes. pretty quickly here. You have to notify them, but you know this is something that carries over into twenty one. Is you know you certainly can ramp it up over the next year. You always want to be sure. kind of ramping it up, so it isn't something that has to be done this month. But if you can and are working, that would be good. If you don't have a four hundred one k, you've got a Roth uh, or a traditional IRA. Even though you don't get the tax deduction with the Roth, you, you know I would try to stuff as much money into it as you can. Again, going back to the financial planning aspect right. of it. We always need to be doing this. And I, I see a lot of people that have them available, especially through work and are not taking advantage of them. I, th- I think that's a real mistake. Yeah. And, and typically this is what, uh, December 31st timeline based? Uh, for uh, each- Most of the time it is. You know, yeah. If you've got Roth uh, or traditional IRAs, you can go all the way out to April 15th of next year and count oh, okay. it for, okay. for this year. Okay. Sure. Good. Uh, and, and same way with SEPs and some of the other little self-employed programs as well. You want to check with your advisor on that. Yeah. But in 401ks, most of the time you can just, unless they've got only certain times you can add to them, 
go in and, and tell your HR, you know, that I want to up my contribution. Okay, right, exactly. All right, well, good. So that's a good little tip here for the end of year planning. Should we revisit or review some of the things, especially if we're a retiree, uh, or actually early even, well, yeah, definitely a retiree, more so maybe than a pre-retiree, but that's even possible as well. Some of the things that they uh, gave to us, I suppose, with the CARES Act earlier this year, obviously at this point, you've hopefully had a conversation about your RMDs not being required, uh, what you may or may not want to do with it, should you have you know chosen to take it, or whether or not you decided to do um, pull any money out without the penalty, you know, basically some of the things that we've talked about here on the show with the CARES Act. Yeah, exactly. And and this, once again, you know, a little bit of a tax issue, a little bit of a planning issue that if you haven't got any advice on this, if you, you know, from your tax person, uh, maybe ask them about it. Uh, we generally send out, you know, we already sent ours out to our existing clients about what's in the CARES Act and what relief is out there. You could Google it, you know, and and, and get some information there, but a couple of things especially for the retirees, you know, if it's been a tough year or maybe you just don't need the money and you don't want to take the RMD out of your retirement plan, that you can postpone that. And there's going to be no penalties like there normally is, you know, that that might be helpful for some people. Most people that have been devastated by the COVID, you know, basically are going to get some tax deductions that they don't normally get. And, you know, there's an array of them. So it may or may not fit your situation. Right. Um, and, and they're not going to be an end all, you know, where it's just going to magically reduce your tax bill to zero. But you, you do want to take advantage of them. And, and one is a very small one, but I think most of us will uh, qualify for this, is that in this year, you can actually take a very small, it's only 300 bucks deduction of what they call above the line, meaning that you, even if you don't itemize your deductions for charitable contributions, most of us give $300 away in some form or fashion. But under this new tax law, a lot of us aren't itemizing like we used to because the uh, limits are so high. So there's some some little quirky things in there. You want to make sure that your tax person uh, is going to ask you, or if you're doing them, you know, on your own, you want to make you want to take advantage of for sure. Well, I'm going to jump to that one because that was on my list. So we'll maybe expand upon that. You kind of covered a bit of it already. I was going to ask you: Should we evaluate some tax deductible charitable contributions? Because look. We all know industries of lots of industries have suffered greatly through the pandemic, uh, and charities are no exception. Now, yes. don't get me wrong; if you want to donate or you donate to charities because that's what you feel is the right thing for you to do, you know, taxes a tax deductible you know situation shouldn't really dictate whether you're going to do it. But if yeah. you can, you know, help yourself a little bit along the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Anything we need to know as far as timeline wise um, that might be pertinent, aside from some of the things you've already mentioned, like uh, you know the standard deductions and so on and so forth. I think the big thing to realize, and what a lot of people didn't do last year, was they they thought about not giving as much because of the tax deduction or lack thereof. Okay. And what they forget though is in your state, obviously most states, you know, have a tax and. You still can, you know, the, the state standard deduction limits are much lower than the federal's right now. So you can still feel like you get some bang for your buck on the tax side mm-hmm. on the state level. And so I wouldn't let the, the, you know, well, like you said, you know, we should be giving because we want to give not just for the tax deduction, but in reality, a lot of people tie it to that. Sure. And, you know, but I wouldn't forego giving just because you might be limited on the federal side because uh, you will get a good bang still out of the state. And, you know, you, you don't never know when they're going to change this back. The current tax law is supposed to expire in 25, but you know how that goes. We, we don't know what's <laughs> right. going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah we, uh, well, we can't even resolve a, you know, 
you know, a presidential election on time, let alone what's going to happen in the exactly, future. So, exactly. And uh, I tell people on, on charitables, you know, it, again, depending on where you're at, well, just give more and get yourself over that, that uh, standard deduction. But, you know, you got you to be able to yeah. to balance it out. You know, of course well, that's a great point. Flow. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times we have gotten so used to the way we do, we were doing things, and that new change in the tax law uh, with the standard deduction does kind of offset that for some folks. So certainly worth having a conversation with your advisor uh, and, your, and your CPA as to how that relates. And really any of this that we're talking about, double check yes. that information with them. And of course, if you're not working with one yet and you're just kind of reaching this podcast through one of Tony's email blasts or something along those lines, or you found us on uh, Facebook or somebody shared it with you, give him a call if you have any questions at 844-707-7381 before you take any action. 844-707-7381 or stop by yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Tony has got uh, 23 years plus in the industry. He's an EA and a CFP. Okay, so since we asked you about the tax deductible, um, I'll, I'll go back to another one in just a second, but let me continue on with the tax conversation. Okay, Probably too late for this, Tony, and I'm not even really sure what some of this would be other than solar maybe, but should we consider purchases that would give us a tax credit, like home improvements of some – Probably again, probably too late to get this done, but if you did do these, should you be you know bringing that up to your CPA? Yeah, you definitely got to bring it up. And like you said, just kind of on all of these topics – Definitely check because the bad part about the tax code is it's not one size fits all. In other <laughs> yes. words, there's, there's yeah. so many little nuances and it doesn't apply to everybody. So you got you to check that out. But the main big tax credits for individuals right now are solar. If you, so in other words, you install solar panels on your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have those residential windmills you know, that you can put up that look oh, like yeah. the big ones you see. Okay. And you know, they'll they hook into your, your electrical grid and of course, lower your electric bill, just like the solar. And there's some huge tax credits for those. Now that isn't something you just go out and buy at home Depot. They're, they're, <laughs> right. they're, they're pretty expensive. You know, yeah. I mean, they're 10, $15,000 right. for some people that want that uh, large tax credit and have the means and like the fact that they're, you know, contributing. The last one is the geothermal. Again, you know, not a, not a small expense, but there's some big credits there. But like you say, this isn't something you can run out and get done in two weeks. So that may have to be a 2021 yeah, issue, true. but it's something to think about. Uh, I know that, there. and again, with itemizing and standard deduction, maybe that's changed, Tony. I, I Obviously, this is not my forte. It's, it's more yours. But if we put like new windows in the house this year, things of that nature, does some of those things still work as far as when we're doing our, our, 20, uh, our next year's tax planning or tax prep? Does that because I know there's used to be some tax credits for home modifications that helped you know reduce energy efficiency. They did do that, and you know unfortunately the credits for windows and furnaces and some of that stuff have Roofs expired. Stuff. Oh, so, okay, okay, yeah, it's no longer on the books. And keep in mind, it, a lot of people confuse a credit with a deduction, and ah, a tax yes. credit is much much better than a deduction because it comes right off the bottom line of your tax. The deduction only reduces your income gotcha. and figures the tax. So these credits are, are valuable if you have a need for them. But yeah, they ha- they did have one, if you remember a few years back, uh, for electric cars, and that's off the books now too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and see, so that's have- why that's why we do the show, Plan with the Tax Man, because you, you got you to plan. <laughs> you you plan and you got to have that tax component. Always thinking about the taxes is certainly a key component into retirement Always. planning anyway. And it's one sometimes we often overlook. So one of the good things about uh, having uh, both of those uh, wheelhouses, if you will, uh, in Tony Morrow. 
All right, uh, let's keep moving along here. Another tax conversation, tax loss harvesting. Uh, explore those possibilities, Tony, too late. Well, A, A, what is it? And is it too late for 2020? Or what should we be looking at there? Tax loss harvesting basically is for people that have some, obviously they've got a portfolio, they, they may have some gains and they can use anything in their portfolio that maybe they have a loss on to maybe dump that, or even if, they, even if they're not going to sell anything at a gain, tax loss harvesting means basically taking your dogs and selling them and you can write off your losses. Now, the good news in the tax code is that you can write off your losses all the way up to the extent of your gains, plus an extra $3,000 every single year. And then you can carry forward the loss if you if you just have losses and you've got too many. You know you can only write off three thousand a year, but you can use the rest of them next year. So yeah, the tax loss harvesting is more for okay, what have I made money in, and maybe I should sell some of that. I'm I'm worried about the taxes, but I'll get rid of some of the things that you know just haven't done well, and I can offset that and you know use that money to reinvest possibly. Now, Shake off some of the dogs, if you will, right? Yeah. And, and most of the time that you're talking more for, I think, people that trade a lot. You know, that, that's really not mostly our client makeup, but there are a lot of people out there doing that, trading frequently and, uh, and worried about that. So, I mean, for us, I don't recommend, you know, I, uh, trading a lot, but that's going to go to contrary to what maybe what some people listening say, you know, that, you know. I, I like it, you know, and I'm I'm still going to do it. But okay. uh, yeah. I, I think over the long run, what you end up with is more losses than gains, and so that that kind of goes against traditional pl- uh, planning advice. Okay, all right. So a lot of good options here. There are a lot of things to consider for our ta- planning task list, whether it's the end of 2020 or starting into 2021. And so let's finish off with the final one here, Tony, and that is the Roth conversion conversation. Determine whether or not this makes sense for you. Uh, this has been a, a hot topic for obviously a number of years. Now, you as a professional has been doing this for a long time, have obviously known about conversions for a long time. But I think a lot of us, it's become a hot button issue for uh, standard folks, right? Now we're learning more about it. We're hearing more about yeah. it on the regular. And so people have been very intrigued uh, about reducing their tax future tax bill through doing conversions. And it's not for everybody, but it's certainly worth a conversation and will probably continue to be so while we know what the tax rates are versus what they may or may not go to down the line. That's correct. And if I'll put in my one shameless plug, if if somebody's listening because uh, I did write a short book on it. Okay. And if you if they want uh, a copy, certainly you just you know shoot me an email or give us a call. But really, what it's about is, you know, as as the Roth becomes more and more known, there is a conversion feature that the government allows you to basically take money out of a tax deferred plan, which is the ticking time bomb. Because Uncle Sam's got a right to that mm-hmm. to that money later, and you can convert that to a Roth without penalty, and you just pay the tax that's due on whatever you convert. Now, the key is, is trying to, this is a little bit of planning and tax moves at the same time, is trying to fill up or convert just enough to keep you in the same tax bracket. Right. So that that you don't pay more taxes than you need to. You know you're going to pay some, but there's no penalty. And you just kind of keep converting chunks while you're in the bracket you're in. That way, Eventually, you've got it all converted, and now Uncle Sam has no right to any earnings in the future. You yeah, know, we don't want to go in and just wholesale, you know, switch it all over because we'll bump ourselves up. Just kind of chip away at that ice block a little bit at a time, right? A little bit at a time. It makes a lot of sense, especially if you've got a big balance in a 401k, a traditional 401k, 
possibly, you know, an, an IRA type of thing is getting the tax, you know, the tax rates are, are very low now, you know, and we don't know, like you said, what's it going to be in 10 years from now? I always look at it from the tax side is, you know, our government, uh, whoever's in, in power, we spend more than we take in. And nobody politically is wants to just say, hey, we're raising taxes. But, you know, eventually they got to get it somehow. Well, I mean, and, our, our president-elect has already talked about doing it. So, I mean. Yeah, they're talking about it, you know. Right. And, and uh, you know, from a business standpoint, personal standpoint, nobody likes to pay taxes. Sure. You know, but if, if you're running the business of the government, you know, they're short of money now. They <laughs> yeah, they don't make anything, right? They don't sell anything, a product. No. So, they got to tax They got to get it yeah. from us. Yeah. And, uh so, you know, if you've got these big balances in that, that's a scary position to be in. And, you know, if you really have got a lot and you've got estate tax problems, then that just adds to it. Yeah, so great point. Uh, definitely a, a conversation to have with your advisor. Well, you know, and regardless of how you feel about whatever politically, you can just look at it from this standpoint, whether anything happens or changes, these tax rates are going to sunset in 2025, I think. Supposedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So whether nothing gets done, we've got four, you know, about four years or so to continue kind of, you know, chipping away, as Tony mentioned, at this tax time bomb. But again, something could, you know, taxes could be changed. And of course, it's got to go through Congress and all those kinds of stuff. But that's still possible, you know, uh, coming up as well sooner than that. So either way you slice it, have the conversation to see if it's the right thing for you. Again, every scenario is different, but it could be very beneficial to chat with Tony about how to reduce your future tax uh, liability or future tax bombs. Not what you make, as the saying goes, it's what you keep. So that's some end of year planning tasks, some ideas to think about or some tweaks to make as you go into 2021. And of course, one tweak you should make is if you're not working with an advisor, get on it. Have a conversation. Usually there's no cost or obligation to start uh, the initial process and chit chat with somebody and see how it stands for you. We talk in generalities. We try to share some ideas and things on the podcast or other shows you may listen to. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to your unique situation. So reach out to Tony. Do yourself and your retirement a favor. Have those conversations. Uh, if not this year, uh, definitely start in the first quarter of next year. And you can call Tony, as he mentioned, if you'd like to get a copy of his book, 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. Or you can stop by the website, yourplanningpros.com and shoot him an email. That's yourplanningpros.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well, Plan with the Taxman, on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, whatever platform you choose. And that's going to do it this week. Thanks for your time, as always. We appreciate it. Tony, my friend, have yourself a wonderful uh, first part of December. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. Take well, care. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next time here on Plan with the Taxman with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor, Inc. here in the Central Iowa area. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.